Hey, what's up? This is Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. Sweet. Well, we are back with our boy John and has some crap changed since we've talked last. <laughs> little bit, little just bit. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last we talked, uh, you guys were just putting out the newer Last 10 Seconds of Life record. Yeah, yeah, which I still am happy that everybody is enjoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was a good record um, and totally uh, super solid, and I'm excited for their new stuff even. And too, uh, even more excited about all the stuff that you are doing, though. And that's yeah, man. <laughs> Me fucking too. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I, uh, I just recently got back from Japan. I was out doing a vocal audition with uh, the metalcore outfit Crystal Lake. For anyone who's not familiar with that band, definitely go check them out. They're fucking sick. Uh, it's like like deathcore ghost inside is the best way I can put it. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I mean they are. Um, have slowly becoming one of the like the mainstay metalcore bands like if you get on like metalcore subreddit and all that sort of stuff crystal lake's always one of the most top talked about bands um and so the potential is through the roof for you and so um i kind of have a similar situation because i joined as blood earns black through an open audition back in the day i remember that yeah and so i i can understand the kind of this excitement a little bit and so uh, but to be fair, Crystal Lake is much cooler than his Blood Earns Black. So, like, yeah. Blood Earns Black is still really sick, though. I love his it's Blood Earns Black. Like, <laughs> yeah. And the thing was, like, that was such a catalyst that catapulted me into everything that I do now. I didn't last long with them just because personalities, but nonetheless, it made me who I am. It made me do sure. the Browning as it is. And so, like, what? So, they're still currently in the middle of the audition. You guys just did live shows and everything. Um, yeah. How antsy are you feeling about this? Uh, actually, I'm totally zen about the entire okay, thing. So- I like when it first happened, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go to Japan by myself and all this shit." Because <laughs> like, you know, I'm used to everybody else booking the trip for me and just kind of like showing up as you do. Uh, but once I got all that out of the way, it, it got really calm for me. I am kind of feeling like you know, whether I get it or not, I've done so many first things during this audition like from my life and experienced so many cool things and you know through this that i almost am just like i feel already like a winner you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like every winning step that i get after this point is just like an extra on top of something that i'm already feeling happy about you know i've never been to japan last 10 didn't take me to japan the leader of last 10 didn't take me the label didn't take me deathcore didn't take me you know nothing it was just a band who liked my voice and they were like <clears throat> come across the world <clears throat> and that was it's kind of like enough for me almost you know and then to go to a place where they don't really speak my language you know up front and still be able to have a blast live and can you know control the crowd in a way and have a, a just a, a great sense of welcoming on stage and through the fans it was super heartwarming you know i went to other shows that weren't even ours and people wanted to take pictures and stuff and it was it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah that's that's loved it. Like <laughs> that is a totally different experience than any other like show tour experience. That's like a hey, by the way, come over here, and then you're like, okay, like because everyone okay. wants to go to Japan <laughs> too. It's not a place you get to go that often. So how how was Japan itself? What do you think, bro? My favorite country I have ever visited, and I don't mean that in any disrespect to the all of other places that I've been because I love all the places I've been to. Something yeah. different about everywhere really grabs me, but. Just the country of Japan in general, uh, you can romanticize the fuck out of it for sure. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of really cool things that we don't really get to have over here in in excess. Like, um, like obviously, we have automatic doors and stuff like that over here. But almost everywhere mm-hmm. over there, the doors open automatically, which is fucking <laughs> sick. I kind of, like, really love that. You don't have to touch a lot of stuff. The car doors open by themselves on cabs. Like, mm-hmm. it's a... Uh, Everyone's really polite and friendly. Venue bathrooms, dude. You can actually like there, there. You can touch <laughs> the floor with your hands. Like I'm not even kidding. Right. It's clean. There's not, you know, there's not bodily fluids everywhere. Mm. Um, you just learn a lot. You learn, you learn respect in a different way. And mm. I loved it a lot. Uh, you know, um, 
for an outspoken person, you would think it, you know, the rules might drive me crazy, but I loved it. You know, <laughs> I wasn't smoking, which was great. It was, uh, it was such a change, but now after I'm home and I'm, I haven't been smoking for a little bit, it's fucking, I'm sorry. It just feels like awesome, you know, <laughs> to just, uh, to just have a little bit more of a clear head and to realize like, wow, like I can still function in these different ways. It just, it was, it was great. I can go on forever about all the things I loved about it. I learned so much about myself, them as people, their culture, their music, the city, like it was great. And what's, what city were you in? Uh, so I was in Tokyo, but, uh, specifically I was in Shinjuku and, uh, Shibru city. Excuse me if I say that last one wrong. Guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, you'll get used to it. Cause you'll be living over there here soon. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> so I mean, if if this does pan out to where you you do make it, like, would you would they straight have you live there, or would they just be flying you around? Uh, so I think I would be more of a tour expense up front. Yeah. Uh, essentially, maybe down the line, depending on how busy things got or how often, you know what I mean. It would you know would determine. Like for example, if uh if there's another COVID shutdown, I'll probably have to move there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to to be the major part of the band, so at least we could play shows yeah, in exactly. Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I don't think they're looking to force anyone to move to Japan unless it's needed, but I am completely open to the idea. Yeah. So we, we did talk about it. You know what yeah. I mean? It was definitely something that we, uh, we had, a a lot of really long nights. They do a really beautiful thing over there where you go out and everyone just kind of talks and, you know, sips on sake and drinks <laughs> and eats all night. I stayed up till the sun comes up like a handful of times, which I haven't done since I'm a kid. Yeah. So it was, it was nice to just talk business and you know learn and yeah it was great yeah they're they're really understanding dudes really cool guys yeah and i thought it was interesting when they were when they announced the um the auditions was that they were they didn't care about your nationality your age your gender nothing they just wanted all everyone to just give it what they got and that that was the best way to do it because like they probably got some 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 really freaking weird submissions, but also some really unique submissions that you know yes. brought a lot of a lot of options to the table. Yeah, no, um, really, really, uh, a lot of people did. Some people did outside the box stuff. You even had people who didn't cover songs at all and just straight up wrote their their own songs through the instrumentals <laughs> tracks. Like yeah. they had they had a ton of fun doing it. You know, um, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, and uh, it's fun. Whenever I did, uh, you mentioned a minute ago, it was just cool to have some uh, like another band like recognize your voice and want to have you come out yep. to do that. Whenever I did the open audition for As Blood Earns Black, they released an instrumental. They had people do it on, and I was 18 at the time. I didn't even write lyrics for it. I was just like rah rah, 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 rah like doing that. And somehow they came back to me and was like, "We really like your tones, but can you write some lyrics?" <laughs> And somehow that worked out. And dude, I mean, this is just um, something that's so cool and it's so different from what you were doing before, but it shows um, like the strength of your voice. So I was talking Thank to Keem about it. And whenever I was first realized that you were doing it, I was like, just thinking, I was like, I don't, I don't know if John necessarily fits the bill. You know, that was the first thing yeah. in my head was like your tones and the, um, you know, personality and look, everything. And so I was like, I don't know if it necessarily fits. But the second I saw you jump up on the stage and you're first screaming that song, I was like, dude, this is actually, this is perfect. Like, did it feel, did it feel natural? Yes, it did actually. And exactly what you're talking about is, was a thought that came across my mind. Uh, So like when they first announced the situation, I think it was September 28th and it took me until like October 1st to really be like, I'm going to fucking do this. You know what I mean? Because I had a, I had the same thought, like, am I too heavy? Is my, like, is my personality, uh, like, my stage personality, like, too much for the the idea of what they're doing? And then you go watch the live videos, and Rio comes out like, what the fuck is up? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is great. I was <laughs> like, let's go. And, it, you know, you listen to the other songs, and they're, like, they're rapping and stuff, and he's like, I got 99 problems, but my bitch ain't one. Hey, man. <laughs> like, and I was like, this is definitely shit I can do. Yeah. I was like, let's fuck around with this. Definitely. I was like, I can do this. Let's party. And then you notice that uh, they all sing in the band. So yeah. it's not just Rio who sings. So, you know what I mean? There's all sorts of vocals going on. So I, that also gave me the confidence to be like, all right, I have enough singing capability besides screaming to mold into this situation. Let's let's see what happens. Definitely. And it was fucking great. I had such a good time. I did things with my voice on certain songs that we haven't been able to release that I covered with them that I've never really heard me do. Yeah. And it was fucking great. Like, yeah, 
and I think it just it really was um because the one thing I've I said about your voice when I was talking about it is like you do have like a really strong like straightforward scream you do have the capabilities of doing the gutturals and um the one thing that you do like well that would probably put you over anyone else is like the the pitch yells that you can do the cap- yeah the capabilities that you have of doing that gives a whole nother level that other people might not be able to touch and so um there's a lot of uniqueness there um and i think that i i don't know man i think you i think you got it personally that's just my opinion but (laughs) i appreciate you i really appreciate you i am saying over and over that the universe unfolds as it should and (laughs) i am trying to stay peaceful and calm about it yeah so far the whole thing has been really fun i do have a little bit of that you know that imposter syndrome in the back of my head like oh my god do they like me like do you know me should should i like this picture of people falling off bikes and crashing into trees maybe (laughs) i don't want to do that like do you like you worry a little bit but um yeah they they were they were awesome one of the first things they said in the stipulations was that they wanted somebody who was going to treat band members and family members of you know with equal respect in the band and that was a really big selling point for me considering what i personally felt i was coming from so to see that the first you know be the first thing i felt like okay this is this is cool like even if somebody in the band is a boss you know what yep. i mean at least they're already stating like we need someone to be respectful because that's the first thing that i am looking <laughs> yeah. for right now like you know i want someone like i don't care how much of a boss we got to be like it's a job you know what i mean but like if i have concerns and i want to be like that makes me uncomfortable address that don't be yeah. a jerk like you know for sure. so that was nice yeah yeah, and just to be straightforward about the working order of things is always good, you know? <laughs> yeah, having a schedule maybe like a couple of months in advance instead of getting a call like a month and a bit like, hey, you want to go on tour for three months? Like, <laughs> sure, dude. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, having having so- something and having it all pre-planned and having someone that really takes proper control and not be a douche about it Help. is definitely important. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I really do thank Crystal Lake. I mean, even before, um, you know, he quit the band, they, they're always one of the up and comers. And so I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens with it. Um, Me too, dude. I can't wait to write with them. Yeah, dude. And, uh, how'd you feel about the crowd over in Japan? I loved it, dude. It was sick. <laughs> I felt like, uh, they felt like they were mine. Hey, what's up here in the middle of the episode, I went to edit and realized that, uh, we lost like probably 15 minutes of me and John talking. So just gonna skip right forward uh to where we picked it right back up but sorry about that just some error in the program so let's get back to it and so yeah i mean it's just it's good to see and this is you know talking about uh issues with you know you might not just get along with the people that you you know want to and that's just how it is with a band it's a much more it's it's tough being on the road it's tough being crammed into a van it's it's all very difficult especially um, you know, people in their mid to late twenties, you know, it's just bad yeah, that, that don't want to change. Yeah. Sometimes you go through things in life that change you and it doesn't change the people around you. And then that makes sometimes makes it hard for you to to mesh with them. It doesn't yeah. mean that people are bad. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you know wrong. The things you might do to to each other might be bad, <laughs> but just because you feel like you can't get along with someone anymore yeah. doesn't mean you're a shit dude. Mm-hmm. If you continue to be a shit person and make it worse and worse and worse and you don't try and at least ignore the situation to the maximum capacity for everyone's benefit, then you're a dick. And that's what, <laughs> that's what we dealt with. <laughs> Definitely. And so rotating into potentially joining like an established band with members that have been there forever and being the new guy or whatever, like how are you going to rotate into this and like make sure you, you're it's in a better light and in a better position and like, you know, that's a great question. Um, so considering the size of Crystal Lake and their team already, there's a lot being done that I used to have to do in last 10 that I won't have to do yes. here. So my job is more minimalized. Like essentially in You're gonna be Lake, a vocalist. If I get, right. If I were to get the job, my job is to show up, grab the microphone, <laughs> sing these songs. Yeah. Don't say anything ridiculous. Write the songs. Go home. <laughs> and in last 10 – it was a little bit more than that. I had to make a brand. I had to make the music videos. I had to think of merch. I had to, you know what I mean? What am I going to say on stage? Can I say this? Like the, I had to build the identity of my vocal, you know, this, all this, but I have all that now. Yeah. So to go into Crystal Lake is like, uh, you know, if they speak to me, I'll tell them. And if not, then I'm just going to continue to do my thing. Cause they're clearly, they clearly got it under control. They yeah. don't need my two cents at all. You know what I mean? And- like those, those guys are very smart. Even talking about how, 
we're going to move forward with the vocal audition situation was incredibly smart and something that most bands would probably be like, I don't want to spend that extra time to do that. But what they're going to do is going to cause them to do better. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the, you'll find out how the vocal audition went soon enough because they have a really cool idea for it. Yeah. And I think that, um, man, it would be a freaking, it'd be a blessing to just get to play your instrument and not worry about things. Like, Yeah, dude, (laughs) it would would be really nice. I'm going to have the potential of being in a band and working because I want to, not because I have to. Like I used to be forced to work when I came Uh home from my previous projects because we weren't compensated. Yeah properly oh, for, for whatever sure. reason well know, and, and so. also it's like um you know m- money in any relationship whether you're talking about like a uh you know a, a relationship a personal relationship or a business relationship or a band relationship money is the number one cause of divorce it's the number one cause of this stuff like money's tough and so getting with so, we're getting with a band that has that figured out and has that unlocked does is going to be probably a stress that you you are so happy that you wouldn't have anymore. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because Crystal Lake is actually an LLC because mm-hmm. it allows me to have transparency in the finances. I don't have to ask someone. Can I look at your <laughs> bank account? I can just go do it. Right. Like, yeah, and so that that's awesome. Um, and so, like, I mean, dude, because I one thing that I was thinking about with them, you know, like say they did pick you. Uh, mm-hmm. for it, like having American, I honestly feel like they are kind of going towards wanting to be a more American based band anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I get the vibe that they want somebody to be able to communicate a little bit more straightforward with the rest of their audience. Uh, uh, you know, YD and Mitsudo have the, they, they, they're really smart guys. Those guys can speak English. Like, you know, TJ speaks English, Gaku speaks English. Like so that all those guys can speak English, but they are definitely more geared towards Japanese. So it's easier for those guys to deal with all of that. And if they had someone in the band who could possibly deal with the English portion of things a little bit more, it might free up a little bit more of the questions of like certain fans have like what is going on or what is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause then you'll have someone in the band that, kind of does both and, and that being said i'm actually gonna i'm taking classes for to speak japanese for i sure. start on uh, wednesday so i'm gonna be learning as much japanese as i possibly can because right now i only know like the vocalist phrases like well, okay, <laughs> and i'm oh, like shit to like yell at people to go crazy yeah <laughs> that's all you need though See? yeah no absolutely <laughs> that really is all you need yeah um yeah and so that that's really cool i mean it would be because uh eskimo cowboy did like an open audition thing as well or electric cowboy did an open audition too uh for their new vocalist that they had and i was like do i submit but they're all german they speak german in all their videos like i just i don't know i I felt like that's what i thought was so interesting about this crystal lake thing Um, so i think the the language thing actually deterred dozens of vocalists mm -hmm. i think people who had the capability of doing this saw that number one they spoke japanese and then number two that they wanted you to speak japanese and they were like uh eh, never mind <laughs> yeah you know, but me being the kind of guy that i am i was like fuck that i'm doing it anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i was like nah i'm gonna do it anyway i was like if they like me i'll go learn japanese i was like this is the future you know what i mean like i'll Definitely. figure out the language like <laughs> i'm not stressing that so i just dove in there head first like i was surprised not to see I'm not going to name drop names, but I was, there were a couple people from the deathcore scene who I was pretty certain was going to do it. And then I didn't see them do it at all. And I was at, at the same time, I was like, Hmm, but at the same time I was like, yes, because like <laughs> it would have definitely been, it would have definitely been harder <laughs> after they dropped the first video. Um, cause I didn't know that they were doing it so quick. I saw them drop it, but I didn't really, you know, they dropped the whole first video of the auditions and stuff. I sent them yeah. a DM. I was like, is it too late? <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it's just like there, there are so many people that would fit the bill, but I mean, uh, I think that you definitely would have a very unique vibe. And I mean, the last time we talked, um, you were even talking about, you know, what sort of project you'd want to do, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, when I left last 10, I actually 
kept trying to start a band with dudes and it was very difficult because it's hard to find exactly what you want. But I kept telling people that Crystal Lake was one of the bands that I wanted us to. (laughs) So it was kind of cool that this happened. You know, I kept being like, you know, like bands like Crystal Lake, like Vatican, like Landmarks, you know, like really fucking heavy, but like also will sing and play piano. You know what I mean? Like exactly like the Browning. Right. Right. Exactly. Like the Browning. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? Like, I want to play fucking air hanger shows, bro. Like, let's go. Yeah. Like, and I mean, that was one of my big things about um, whenever I was with his Blood Earns Black. And because I was writing Browning music at the same time, uh, whenever I was with his Blood Earns Black, it was just it was straight up, you know, deathcore, metalcore. And I was like, I want to do something bigger, more unique. I wanted to do something that like went off the wall. And so it 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 did feel limiting being just like, Oh, this is going to be straight up like metalcore forever, you know? And, yeah. and I wanted to create something more unique. And, uh, Crystal Lake has some of the most unique, interesting structures, breakdowns, like that sort of stuff. They're off the wall. Whenever it comes to that crap, constantly trying different things. And that's one of my favorite things about them is there are so many elements of their music and their songs where they will do something completely random and new like for example uh the song aeon there's a a vocal gap in the middle of it where he's doing a lot of gutturals and you would think as a regular vocalist like oh those are words i gotta figure it out but he's actually not saying anything yeah (laughs) it's just doing gutturals and they have ideas like that scattered throughout their music you know uh they and i love it seems like they they do a lot of i have this idea i've never heard anyone do it and then everyone in the room is like I love it before they even really kind of hear it type thing because no one's heard it. And if you've ever been in a band with me, anyone could tell you like, that's something you will hear me start a sentence with all the time. Like, yo, I had this really (laughs) cool idea. I've never heard anyone do it before. And then usually everyone is like, Oh my God, here we go. go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what you got to have to stand out. You know, you gotta, even if it's silly, I mean, the first person to do a pig squeal, do you think they felt like an idiot? You know? Right. You think the first person who did tunnel vocals right. felt like this is the sickest thing ever or the whistling screams? They probably felt like uh, I sound a little corny. No, they were like, no, nah, I'm going to make this as sick as I possibly can so that other people catch on to it. You exactly. Know? Like uh, it's exactly how screaming kind of became to be the way it is now. Like mm-hmm. whose grandmother loves the way we all sing? Like, <laughs> let's be honest. You know what I'm yeah, saying? We, like, everyone's got to push it up to another level, especially going yeah. into the modern world with crazy production crazy capabilities with live production um, because that changes a lot too. You're not just yelling into a mic. There's, you got proper effects, you got in-ears, you got everything. So. Correct. Yeah. And having actually having in-ears on stage is fucking fantastic. Cause like we were not, we were not, uh, how could I put it? We were not privy to doing things like that <laughs> in my previous act. So it was really nice to step into a situation where they were like, yo, bring your in-ears. And I was like, Oh God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, in-ears changed me forever uh, just because it stopped me from blowing out my voice. That was the big thing. Uh, yeah, so um, the live set that uh, I actually have playing behind me, which is the live set for the Crystal Lake audition, that's my first time um, using in-ears in a live setup. Uh, and actually, it was a little different for me. It wasn't hard, but I definitely yelled a little bit harder than I normally really? did, and it caused me to be like slightly out of breath. So I mentioned this to Menaka the next, like the next day, and he was like, "Yo, uh, do the set with one of them in." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, that's really not a bad idea." So I put one of the ear races in one ear, threw it behind my shirt, and the same thing with the in ear in this ear. And I just went on on stage, and I was like, "Oh wow!" I was like, "This is a fucking major difference." Yeah. And you can even even in all the videos that I share of night two, the vocals are fucking way better because I can. <laughs> I hear everything a lot more like the way I'm used to. It's Definitely. not something where I'm like adjusting to how does it sound? Is the front of house mix in both of my headphones? Like, so yeah. I still like the way I did it on the first night, but the second night is definitely really amazing. Yeah, it is. The in ears are definitely something to get used to, especially when, you For know, sure. we're used to playing small little VFWs where you could barely hear yourself at best. But this is your in ear all the time. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and yeah, so, exactly. like, for me, the main thing was just uh, not trying to project by not having enough in the monitor. So I don't put right, crap in the monitors. It's just straight in my ears, and uh, I just trust. Because it's like, I for me, in my in-ears, I get almost just a straight raw tone, even though I'm sending, like, effects out to okay. them. And so it's like I'm just trusting that it sounds fine out there, but as long as I can hear that I'm, like, saying words, like, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I kind of have the same thing. I have a very dry tone in my in ears. I would like to try to 
mess with mess with that a little bit more because I do want a little bit of the live yeah. front of house in my in ear so I can tell when my high end is matching the high end of yes. the PA, so to speak. So it makes that my, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, but yeah, in my in my ears, it's just me and uh, and Gaku. I get dr- guitars and everything, but I prefer just drums. I want like a mm-hmm. lot of hi hat, and then just I, I follow the drummer. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally the only thing in my ears is synth and vocal. <laughs> oh, word. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, everyone's got their everyone's exactly. got their ticks. Like everyone's got everything that they need. Like the, mm-hmm. that you listen to. Yeah, and so that, that's sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be a whole nother ball game. You jumping into this this whole nother level of production. And, Let's yeah. see, man. It's gonna, well, the it's thing be is, really cool. but the thing is, like, even if it's not this, the next thing you do, you're gonna be I like, think. you're gonna be already making that happen. You're not gonna let it stay down there because you've experienced this. You've You've seen what it, how yeah. it is on that level, and so that's so sick. Um, and man, I just I'm excited to see what they do next with it, and I'm excited to see where this goes. You're gonna love it. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> what what they decide to do next uh, is gonna be really awesome, and you know it'll let everybody know who the new singer is gonna be. But it's gonna be very, very, very cool, and I'm really excited for the future. Um, yeah. I'm just and again, even if I don't get this, this has been a lot of publicity in general and the same thing for the other singers any of the vocalists either of us any of us that don't get this this has been incredible publicity for us as musicians you know what i mean whether you're a brand new musician you're somewhere in the middle or somewhere on the you know the way up like this is going to make everyone turn around and be like you know yeah look at that guy you know what i'm saying like for example there's only the the one kid uh rafael who's doing the uh the audition he's the only person in japan who got to sing on this audition yeah that's fucking sick yeah you know <laughs> tokyo in itself is 10 million people you know what i mean so like to be the only singer out of the entire country of japan to be chosen to do this audition whether you get it or not is fucking ridiculous yeah, and no awesome. one can ever take that from you so like every one of us have has that kind of situation where like we get to say to another band that like this is you know what I mean? I, I am not just nobody. Definitely. Like yeah. I have I have some rep I, mean, I have some I have something under my belt. You yeah, know, people for sure. have noticed it. Yeah. And where's the other dude from that made it? Uh so Matt is actually from Texas. He's from a band called Deathmouth. Uh I know him previously. I've worked with his other guitar player previously. I was gonna work with his band a little while back, but uh when we had spoken to each other, the things that they were asking me to do for them, I felt like they already had it under control. So yeah. I didn't want to take their money like most right. people would. So I exactly. was like, Oh, you know, you guys are good. But that's actually how we wound up meeting. I did like, I think uh, Matt did two or three days with us with Deadmouth, his band. They did like yeah. Arizona and two days in Texas with us or something. Um, a while ago, I think, I think it was the Browning tour to be totally honest with you. Am I uh, yeah. I think it was when we were on tour together. Um, but that, that's how I that's how I know Matt. And Matt's a really cool dude. He knows other people that I know. So that was fun to be in Japan. And also <laughs> one of the people that I'm singing with is someone that I already know. And it's someone that knows my language. So like, there you, go. <laughs> you know, we can make I can make jokes to You know, we can make jokes to each other about, about our country and like, you know, people <laughs> understand, you yeah. know, so like um, this is a weird thing. So him being from texas and me being from new york there's a lot of uh spanish and mexican heritage in the area so he was talking about how like yeah you know i'm constantly by accident i keep talking spanish to these guys and i was like bro me too i was like (laughs) i keep going to ask for water and i'll be like i'll be like fuck they don't speak spanish like why do i keep doing that like and it's just because we're so used to talking spanish to somebody that like it's just kind of like you know like not english spanish so like you're like no japanese sorry like That's funny because it's stuff you don't even think about. Like they, yeah. I mean, they probably don't even got no Mexican restaurants over there, do they? The what? They probably don't even got no Mexican restaurants over there, do they? Actually, they do. There really? There's a Mexican restaurant right by my house. And I sent it to Monaco. <laughs> I was like, yo, look at this restaurant. He was like, you're going to eat Mexican food in Japan? Right. He's like, why, dude? And I was like, look how sick it looks. So I was right. like, what do you mean? It there looks you. dope. I didn't eat it, but it looks sick. Like I never went there because I went to eat tons of other food. But What like, was the best thing you ate? What? what was the best thing you ate? Oh my god, dude! It's hard to even say. Everything that I ate was better than the next. But the ramen, the oh, ramen yeah. was unbelievable. But like, I ate so many different things that I wouldn't eat in America. Like, I ate fish guts. I ate fish uh, guts. Fried intestines. I ate. Uh, uh, I ate uh, grilled skin. I had raw <laughs> chicken, which was Bro. fucking delicious. The, the raw chicken was unbelievably good. It tasted exactly like sushi. Came apart my mouth like white fish. It was banging. Weird. Uh, 
Yeah, it was really weird. That the first night, YG was like, <laughs> uh, "Try the try the chicken," and I'm looking around and, and they're all telling me to try the chicken, and because they're all telling me, you thought they were pranking I'm thinking you. to myself like. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a joke because everyone wants me to eat it. But then everybody started eating it, and I watched them all do it, and I was like, okay. And YD looked at me again, and he was like, try it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it because I come from a household where, like, yeah. you're not allowed to say you you don't want to try it. Right. And I love food and trying new food. So once they made me feel comfortable about it, I was like, fuck it. So I picked up my chopsticks, and I <laughs> grabbed it. I put wasabi – Gaku was like put wasabi on it and a bunch of soy sauce, and I did it, and I ate it, and it just – like fucking literally Weird. like sushi bro came upon my mouth like fucking sushi it was banging i couldn't <laughs> believe it it didn't it wasn't like you know you you think the way chicken is gonna be in your mouth raw you're mm. like yeah you know what I mean? definitely <laughs> complete opposite like complete yeah. opposite of what your brain is gonna tell you it's gonna be yeah and it was it was dope now all and the point on i hate anything they gave me <laughs> everyone <laughs> on the western side of the world do not eat raw chicken apparently that's Correct. only yes, a... do not do not attempt to do that you can't eat raw chicken in america you can only yes. eat raw chicken on that side of the world they do something <laughs> special to it that allows you to do it don't pull out chicken breast from walmart be like ma check this out it hurts off unless 10 do it like this is not wilk don't do it like, definitely yeah that's interesting that they that they can do that fish guts though like how was that prepared what do you uh, so that was actually on a skewer, and what they do is they just kind of like skewer the intestines, I think it was, and then they just grill it. Really, like they just turn it a little bit. It definitely has a different taste to it. It's not a taste that most Westerners would like. Uh, I was also told that by one of the band members that yeah. you know most foreigners who come in this is not something that they like. They really dig the taste of. Yeah. But it was really just like a gamey, fishy barbecue. Really. The best way I could put it. Mm. You know what I mean? Um. You, it's definitely a familiar smell in your nose. You know what I mean? Uh, not necessarily the smell you would can you would put with food, but once right. it's coupled with the smokiness and the yeah. char, and you toss a little wasabi on it and all that, like it's, it's good fire. To go. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, in, in my opinion, if ten you know if ten million people are eating it, like <laughs> it's got to be good. Like right. I just got to figure it out. Like yeah. And we had the sim similar thing in whenever we went to China, we had a tour manager over there that was a Chinese tour manager and he would take us to dinner and he wouldn't eat and we'd be like, why aren't you eating? He's like, I'm going to a real Chinese place after this. Like, this is where we take the Westerners. <laughs> yeah, dude. They, I love the idea of going out to eat and sitting down and drinking and eating all night i stayed up until the sun came up like a handful of times and that i haven't done that since i was like god fucking 12 years old bro <laughs> like and it's just the way the culture is and you don't even realize that it's happening because food just continuously comes <laughs> out it's not like in america where everyone gets a plate right. it's just like they bring out a couple of dishes and then everyone grabs a piece yep. and you talk and you drink and uh they remind me of it reminds me of my better end they just remind me of those dudes like they're just partying and drinking all fucking night and having a good ass time and laughing and joking and there's all these you know they're playing drinking games and you know yelling at each other and, and it's just it was fucking great it reminded me of mbe just you know i just couldn't understand what they were saying half the time but it was fucking great like yeah. i had such a good fucking time yeah, this seem, you, you know? seem uh super energized you seem like this is in, invigorating your soul or something dude yeah 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 because it's finally because it's amazing to be back in a situation where fuck i don't want to sound like a dick but i'm allowed to have fun <laughs> yeah like you know what i mean i'm all it's okay to to do something like I, I i there's not this entire you don't feel like the principal's watching <laughs> yeah that's the best way i can put it they want you to enjoy yourself like they got me pissed drunk and then started asking me a ton of questions about what everything that i do means and that was great you know we had a yeah. beautiful conversation like and again, regardless of if I joined the band, it was such a learning experience and such a a beautiful thing that I can't wait to carry this to my next band or just into my next into life. life. Yeah. I am not even uh I'm not even in the slightest bit worried, not even in a cocky sense, like yeah. just in the fact of like I'm already on top of the world. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It, if I don't get it, I'm not going down. I've already it's already killing. I'm already having a great time. Like well, you know? I mean, you you look good and you you, you, you sound bro. happy, everything about it. And so I love to see it. How was um going to China for us, it was the first time that I experienced actual like culture shock because like 
if you go to Europe, you're just another, you know, fat white dude walking around, you know? And I go to China, and there's 20,000 Chinese people staring at me in a train station like, look at that giant, you know? And so how did it feel going there? Did you feel, did you you, have you experienced culture shock like that before? Uh, So because of the heavy Asian population and heavy Asian community in New York City, I didn't really feel a lot of culture shock. It felt like I was in Brooklyn okay. the whole time. Literally, it just, the, I took videos at some point and people from Brooklyn would hit me up like, bro, you in the city? What's chill? And I'm like, no, bro, I'm in Japan. And they were like, <laughs> that's Japan. It looks like you in the hood. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. And I was like, no, wild. It looks like... That's so hilarious. It, just, it felt very normal. Um, I definitely... I played with the idea of me having a lot of tattoos and them not being used to it because I want Definitely. before we played the shows, I wanted to see how intimidating am I to the society. <laughs> so I walked around town with my hat oh, on there you go. and all my tattoos out and I walked around for like two hours and just would make eye contact with everybody <laughs> and no one really wanted to play that game. Definitely. <laughs> so that's uh, funny. So I guess I was a little bit more culturally shocking to them than they were to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, at one point, I definitely walked into a corporate building thinking I was walking into a mall, and I'm like <laughs> full on walking around. And I'm like, I I keep seeing signs <laughs> for stores, but I don't see any. And everyone's in three piece suits. That's hilarious. Feel like I shouldn't be in here. <laughs> I made it to like the third floor, and I'm like, there's definitely not a mall in here. I'm not supposed to be in this building. I have to leave. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. And uh, real quick, my my dog's outside barking. I need to go let him in. I'll be right back. Yeah, do you think? Never mind. He was inside barking at my baby because she just got home. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Um, Everyone keeps telling me about their kids, man. I'm fucking jealous of all you motherfuckers. You're all fucking dads. <laughs> right. I mean, COVID, awesome. you know, <laughs> bunch of Many babies COVID, popped out. You know, <laughs> yeah. babies popped out during COVID. That's for sure. Yeah, it's the new baby boom. Yeah. And um, yeah, we got that, too. We were in these uh, Chinese train stations and people we would just like look over and there'd be someone walking up just like their kid would be standing in front of us and they'd be taking a picture of their kid standing next to us. <laughs> it's like they That's just see us, they, they, still, they know. Yeah, they can. Do you look at you? Uh, they're used to a lot of uh, the Western celebrities that come over there. So like sometimes when you are in a group and you look like that, people wind up taking pictures. I got warned of that by a couple of friends of mine who had traveled there. They were like, people might want to take pictures with you. So, you know, like, yeah. don't, don't be shocked or anything. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was, it didn't happen, but I was, you know, yeah. I, I was warned. Yeah. About they it. were just like taking pictures and, um, the and it kept happening where they would have their kids go stand in front of us like these little like toddlers and uh i asked the tour manager i'm like why like why do they keep doing this and he said he said honestly that might be the first time that kid's ever seen a white dude in person wow yeah and so and because we're in like yeah we were literally in like royal china at these train stations and stuff and so it's it's definitely a weird thought you know just because we to be put in such a different space and that's just a learning experience you can't get besides doing something like this so for sure i think for me the only uh culture shock thing that i had was for fuck's sake that i miss lemonade oh my god <laughs> like i remember turning to matt at one point and i'd be like bro i would fucking kill someone right now for a lemonade <laughs> he started dying laughing and i yeah. was like i was like like for a god god dude or a sprite fuck like <laughs> <laughs> anything right because they have soda and stuff over there, but, like, I don't know what it really is. So, like, mm. I don't want to be that dude in fucking in 7-Eleven with my Google. I, like, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they – one thing that I was getting real annoyed about and uh, was that in China they do – they drink hot water instead of cold water. So, with your you, – oh. you sit down with your, your dinner and they give you hot water. I'm like, dude, please yeah. stop. So, uh, I, scientifically – and I learned this – from Mike Tyson. I know that sounds really ridiculous to say, <laughs> but I, I learned that drinking warm water actually helps burn fat. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I, I think it has something to do with that. I, but I, I, uh, I love how in Japan, a lot of the places you go, it's not a lot, but there are places where you'll go sit down and eat and there's a fountain at the table and you just, Oh dang, that's it. Water. Like, <laughs> that's nice. and, and, you know, and they automatically, you know how like most tables come over to you with a glass of water they will come over to you with an empty cup for you to get water and they bring you tea. 
And, yeah. you know, that's it. If you want something else, they have alcohol. They might have soda or nothing. But you pretty much just get water and yeah. you do your thing. One of my favorite things over there is the way they eat soup. And I swear to God, I'm going to do this here in America. So if you eat soup with me now and you're annoyed, I don't <laughs> care. So they do a lot of slurping over there. Yeah. The soup is like... And yeah. I'm the fucking king of wanting to slurp my fucking soup. And I've been yelled at my whole life by my by girlfriends, my mother, my father, my grandmother, everyone. Like, <laughs> stop slurping your soup. And then you go over there and the whole fucking country does it. And I was like, there you go. <laughs> immediately. I was like, thank you. And just slurped everything. And I was like, I'm never not slurping again. You guys can all fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It was meant to be, dude. This has been, yeah. <laughs> you've been waiting for it. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, you're like I said, everything about you right now is super positive. Um, just your, keep it your, there, man. Your, yeah, your energy, everything, and like I said, you look great. How was your your weight loss? It was fucking. All, uh, I felt like I I only lost like ten pounds or something like that, but I did eat. Uh, I didn't eat the way I did when I'm home because when I'm home, I'm I uh, do a lot of um. Um, legal American medication, <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah. And that's not a thing over there. And you don't want to try to do that over there at all. Definitely. So like when you get there, you learn real quick that like, this is, you know, you can only drink beer here. Okay. Yeah. Like, so that being said, it's an adjustment on your eating habits. So for the first couple of days, I was almost like making myself eat. like I <laughs> really? would be hungry, but you don't have this like incredible urge to eat. So like, you're not eating the same way. Um, so it was definitely, you know, I lost like 10 pounds. I'm, uh, I'm below 280, which Dang. is where I was when I first went up. So it's the first time I'm below 280, like ever in my adult life, which is also cool yeah, now. That's sick. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to stay on that kick of not eating as much. And I like eating with chopsticks because it forces you to uh, eat slower. You can't shovel food into your mm -hmm. mouth. You can only put so much in your mouth at once. <laughs> right. And oddly enough, when you chew less food, even though you're eating slower, it's almost like your mouth has more time to taste everything Definitely. and it's less busy chewing. Mm -hmm. I know it's a weird concept, but like, yeah, my mouth was always so busy chewing and less busy tasting. <laughs> and now I put less food in my mouth because of the sticks and I can taste everything more. Heck and it's yeah. like, I fucking love it. So I ordered a shit ton of chopsticks and they're going to be here soon because I'm going to stop <laughs> using my soul. <laughs> now, did they, I've been to Japan. Do they do the toilets with the hole in the floor or is it normal toilets so it's all everything that i experienced was all westernized toilets okay. there are definitely uh from what i've heard there are places where you will experience the old-fashioned toilets but they've because they have noticed all the tourism and whatnot to their country they True. have all switched over to the westernized toilets yeah. but every single fucking toilet is way nicer and way cleaner <laughs> than any american public toilet you've ever sat in your life yeah. like not only are 90% of them heated, but all of them hey. have a debate and a lot of them lift up on their own, which is really? great. And so you don't got to touch it. Toilets, That's nice. Yeah. And a lot of the toilets actually have a sink in the top of the toilet seat. So what happens is when you flush, the water just goes on and you can wash your hands and you don't have to turn around and touch something. You can flush and wash automatically because <laughs> it's coming out. So there's not this whole flush the toilet, touch a sink, wash your hands, and then touch the sink again, like, yeah. and the doors open automatically, so there's not this whole <laughs> cross-contamination thing happening, right. which is great. I love all that. You that feel was... like you're in the Stone Age when everybody back in Florida? <laughs> oh, my God. Not that I feel like I'm in the Stone Age, but you definitely notice all of the American trends as soon as you come home. Like, one of my favorite things about there was there's a side of the street to walk on in a specific direction. And the same thing has to do with when you go down escalators and walk the yeah. hallways and everything like that. So you catch onto that real quick as soon as you show up. And once you catch onto that, you're like, this is fucking great. I'm never like, excuse me, ever, because you're just all always walking in the same direction. Nice. Um, even with escalators, people will only stand on the left side of the escalator and the right side is for you to walk down. And as soon as you get back to America, people are just like in the middle of the escalator. You know what I mean? Like, and no one gives a fuck. And you're just like, yeah, like, welcome home, dude. I'll just stand here and go fuck myself while yep. you fucking take a nap in the escalator. Like, yeah. you know, like, and it's uh, people, and you, you notice how rude everyone is right away. You notice the, when people ask you for, to, like, to, like, excuse me, you notice the, in America, as soon as I got here, people were like, oh, excuse me, I just have to do this. Like, you're giving an excuse for, like, may I step past? And over there, there's not this excuse. Yeah. It's like, send me, send, and people move over. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you're allowed to go past. There's not this excuse of, like, why do you need to step <laughs> past me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so that was that was really nice, too. You know, uh, the the just the courtesy. I um, 
they don't really have a word for this over there, so it was hard for me to explain because after I said it, I learned that it's actually just very proper American slang. Um, but they have a lot of fucking class in Japan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and really what that slang for is they have – they're just proper and well put together. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We use it more of like an actual word here in America, but they don't get it. So I remember trying to explain that to them. Like it was just – Japan is just well put together. They care. Everyone's in a three-piece suit. You could have you know, a crosswalk that's – Johnny, like it could be eight feet, bro, <laughs> and there cannot be cars for – it could be two in the morning not a fucking car in sight, and the light is red. People stand there and wait for the light to turn. <laughs> and also, this is the craziest thing in the entire world. All the walk signs are green. Yeah. Go figure. Why are they white here? And it clicks in your head. You're like, yeah, why do we use white? Like everything is – like it's red and green. Where did the white light come from? Like, right. What the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> I mean they, like, why is everything white? It seems like they really got a lot of things optimized. I mean they're one of the fastest-growing economies in the world. Like they got it They got it going on there. And uh, I yeah. think biggest city in the world too maybe, Tokyo, most populated. Very, very packed. Yeah, we went to a lot of really, really awesome places. Um it's definitely a place that uh, I I uh, cannot wait to visit again, um, and would love to go back to regardless okay. of what I do. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's one of my favorite places I've ever gotten to visit. Like I'm I'm excited about this entire trip, regardless of the band. It's been so much fun, you know. The, that regardless, so yeah. it's also helped me put into perspective more of what I want to do with Hate Church, you know, like because I always wanted Hate Church to be like a like a play on words for positivity and make right. it a sanctuary for people that are in pain and need a fucking place to be like because we're you know like we're not alone people hurt yeah. we're together and i kind of feel like i have a better vision and a more understanding of that yeah and i don't want people to worry and think like oh like john's gonna be positive now here we fucking go all my angry vocalists aren't angry that's not the truth i'm still me i'm just learning what to do, I'm just learning what direction and what way to channel my anger instead yeah. of ju- it just being so outright like the way it was in the Sabbath. Yeah, I still am going to have my edge. Yeah, always. But I want people to understand that when I say "Welcome to Hate Church," it really means welcome. Yeah, you know what I mean. It Definitely. doesn't mean fucking break somebody's nose and go to the hospital. Yeah, it means. Maybe break your hand on a pole because you're moshing too hard and go to the hospital, but yeah. not hurt somebody to go to the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, well, one of my favorite sayings ever. It's just from uh, one of my friends I grew up playing music with, and I was recording one of his random projects, and he said it as a lyric, and it has always stuck with me. And he said, uh, "Positive change driven by anger," and yeah, that really stuck with me because it's like you can be angry about something but create positive change out of it. Correct, because if you're angry enough about something, it'll will you enough to actually do the right thing. And you can, and I am definitely upset. I won't say upset. I am immensely disappointed with the majority of society around the world with how we treat each other and how we react to people and how words speak louder than actions yeah. now and it doesn't make any sense to me you know because i grew up in sticks and stones will break my bones but words will never harm me right. and that actions speak louder than words and now in my adulthood <laughs> all of those people who are you know doing that with me and teaching me that thing are now kind of doing the opposite Definitely. and i just i want people to like I want you all to understand, dude, that like, you know, you're going to always be mad. Mm-hmm. You're going to be you're going to be mad. You're going to be sad. You have to take the good with the bad. But we have to learn how to be people. Yep. You know what I mean? You yep. have to. There's. It's not like we all have this mentality that like following certain rules is a bad thing. Like following rules is not a bad thing. You don't have to work your way around it. If everyone followed the rule, it doesn't become a rule. <laughs> then it just comes the way of life, exactly. and then you don't feel like you have to do it. It's just how you fucking do it, and that's why all of Japan is like that because they're not like, <laughs> I don't want to follow rules. It's just like work. We're going to do it. Like, Yeah, exactly. The greater good, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I, everything about this is awesome. And so uh, from here, um, like are they – are you doing stuff in, like currently, or is are they discussing? Like what's the what's the process right now? So uh, I can't really say too much out front, but yeah. right now basically is there's a giant meeting happening between okay. the band uh, and just all of the agents yeah, and of the course. crews of how they're going to move forward with everything. Um, because 
it, you know, anybody who's been following along, this has created a lot of media attention. Mm -hmm. So um, they're going to play ball. You know what I mean? So they're going to figure out how how that's going to work. And then they'll they'll figure out how they're going to tell it. Good. Well, yeah, it's turned into, um, they've done it better than anyone else. Like there's, like I said, there's multiple bands that have done this in the past, but they've put more effort into it than anyone else, you know? And they've turned it into an actual show. Right, exactly. This has been the most fun and TV show oriented vocal audition I have ever witnessed in my entire life. Or even just metal band thing in general. Like even it wasn't a vocal audition. They're doing more to make this entertaining on mass than anything that anyone's done. Yeah, it's like making the band for fucking metalheads. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. (laughs) It's really cool. So they're going to try to... I think squeeze that rock as much as, as much as we can, as, as you, you gotta should. do it. You, know you gotta I mean? do so, it. You know, um, we have gone through all final stages and whatnot, and they have further plans to, you know, announce to everyone how they're going to announce a vocalist, Good. which is, you know, going to be a lot of fun. Heck yeah. Yeah. I, I freaking can't wait to see it. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of want to just, even no matter what happens with this, I want to hear what you're doing vocally and musically and, Maybe me and you can sit down. I'll just write you some music straight for you, exactly what you want, and then you can just have whatever you need. <laughs> That'd be cool, dude. I want to do fucking angry Nickelback. Hey. If I'm if I'm gonna pick a band, I wanted it to be the angry Nickelback. <laughs> like that's what I wanted to be. Like I can back that. That's sick. <laughs> I mean, your voice. You, I mean, you can Hell do anything. Yeah. Your voice is all over the place. You're good. You got it. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, again, uh, everyone needs to be, if you haven't watched the Crystal Lake stuff yet, you need to go on their stuff, catch up on everything they've done. Yeah, watch it right there. And it's it really is a good show. It's nice to see everything, and it was good to see John on stage again. And abs- the better than ever. So, and, uh, you know, it, it really did blow my mind. You, you fit it so well. Uh, just such a powerful voice. So go watch all the Crystal Lake stuff. Make sure you leave those comments about our boy John. Make sure you, you know, show him what it is because he's really killing it. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. America, I want to say thank you to you guys. You guys are doing amazing. I appreciate all your hard work. And to, I want to say to Japan, Beautiful. Well, I'll talk to you here soon, John. Peace, man. Y'all take care, guys. Yeah, peace. Beautiful. Thank you, man.